Hi everyone, welcome back to Prevention Nation. Where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz. And I'm Caitlin Wagenfield. Welcome back to Prevention Nation. It's Roy here with Caitlin and uh, we have a couple guests. Caitlin, who are our guests? Yeah, we have Barb and Dylan from the Lebanon Public Library and their podcast, the LPL Pod. Absolutely. Welcome, Barb. Welcome, Dylan. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to see you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us in your awesome studio. Oh, well, thank you. Our box. Yeah. Our little, yeah. It. Uh, I will tell you, it's fun now, but give it about 15 minutes and the heat's going to kick in. So oh, it's, uh, it tends to get a little warm in here. So. Oh, yay. Good thing we got yeah. Hot yeah. coffee. Hot coffee, yeah. <laughs> and a jacket. And a jacket, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I'll, I'll take that off while we talk. Take yeah, it so, off. Uh, tell our listeners, uh, where do you work and what's, what's going on there? So I work at the Lebanon Public Library right down the street. Um, I work at the circulation desk. Yeah, what's that? It's where we check books in and out, and um, it's a great job for me because I love to talk to people, and I love kids, and I love old people, so it's the perfect place for me to be. You could have just stopped it. I love to talk. I love to talk. But instead, it's old people and kids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but everybody in between, whatever. You love to talk to everybody. Yes. Everybody in between, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, My name is Dylan. I also work at the Lebanon Public Library, coincidentally. Uh, I work, I head up the information desk, which uh, other people call it the reference desk. We don't do a lot of reference nowadays, but uh, we still do. Anyway, this is that's the hub of the um, ordering process. Uh, we take all the calls that come in about um, reference questions, and also that's where we order books. That's where we catalog books. Um, we Every book has, I think of it as spokes of a wheel different ways to come into a title, like if you're looking for books that have a certain reading level, books that are a certain length, books that are a certain topic, books by a certain author, each of those things is a spoke to that book. And so that's what the cataloging is to make sure all of those spokes point to the right book. Okay, so when you're talking about that, and I don't know, I don't know, I haven't been in school for a very long time, I'm gonna be 51 in a few weeks. but is like when I hear you talk about that, all I think back to it was when I was in I, I think probably maybe second or third grade when we had our class on going down to the, our school library and we had to learn about the card catalog. Love right. the card catalog. Right. Yes, right. And the Dewey Decimal System. Say, there was a song yes. for the Dewey Decimal. Don't ask me to sing it. But yeah, I was about one. to say, do was you know really? a song? Yes, there was a song. I don't know it. Maybe that was a That's Ross cool. local school thing, but we had a song about the Dewey Decimal System. That would be wow. Nice. I would love to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Just, we'll look Just it up. up from the we'll look it up on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, do yeah. they still utilize the Dewey Decimal, yes, Decimal System? Yes, we are on still on Dewey Decimal. Uh, there okay. are different cataloging <laughs> systems. There's LC, which stands for Library of Congress. Um, there's uh, a couple others, which I don't remember the names right now. But um, yeah, we're still on Dewey Decimal. Dewey Decimal means that every book has a set of numbers that... Um, Are these the spokes that you're talking about? The numbers. Well, this is this is this is one of the spokes. But okay. It's basically like that number is going to tell you the main topic of the book. So, like if it was a book on true crime slash murder, uh, it's three six four point one five two three. So the three six four is social uh, social issues subdivided into law, subdivided into crime, and then after the decimal is certain types of crime the four numbers indicating murder. Okay, go ahead and listen. Wow. Every single thing in the Dewey Decimal System ever, go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, 
Dylan just totally geeked out on some Dewey I, Decimal yeah. numbers there. I love that. So Yeah, me too. It's super awesome. Getting into library work, how did you guys go about that? Hmm. Barb? Well, we got hired the same way, actually. Yeah, we did, really. They, really? Uh, the people at the library got to know us and asked us if we wanted to work there. Now, I was asked a lot of times, and I was like, no, I'm happy where I am. I came in one day when I was not happy where I was. Mm-hmm. It just so happened I had a bad day at work, and they said, you should come work here. And I said, let's, day, I said let's talk about it. <laughs> and so we did. So uh, I, I actually, I more or less begged for it, but I was begging at just the right time and right, the right day. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we both came into it because our director, Julie, um, she believes more in the uh, customer service side of library work. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody can be taught to geek out about numbers and cataloging and so forth, but to have that people, uh, that, that, that uh, personality that loves people, that loves to help, yeah. that's the, the service aspect. That's really important to her, and, and it's important to our library. And so we both come from... Uh, environments where we were all about the service. Like Barb, uh, you want to talk about your old job? Or no. no. Okay. Barb worked <laughs> You're like Barb. No, worked, no, still some trauma yeah. there. She worked, <laughs> she worked a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, wor- it, yeah. yeah. I worked several jobs you before. Several jobs. Yeah. I, I came from a retail background where it was all about like, can I help you find something? Can I upsell you to this thing instead? Blah, blah, blah. So um, yeah, so that that people component, I wasn't stuck in a in a in a cubicle. Right? Yeah. Now I'm stuck in a cubicle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's really about like getting up and, and helping people. Uh, so that's what she was looking for, and I happened to be looking for work uh, the same day that, uh, not the same day, but around the same time that somebody was leaving. So it was great. Interesting. Were this. So were you both? Were you both? The way you kind of described how you both got the job the same way. Um, does that mean that you were just both regulars at a library? I was. Okay. Well, you were too. Yeah, yeah. I was too. Like when we moved here, um, I, I didn't have this job when we first moved to Ohio. I'm from Chicago. Uh, and I, we moved here, I brought my, uh, my, my son in. Um, I now have a son and a daughter, but that was before the daughter was born. Brought the son in at, and we were just patrons. Yeah. And, uh, we'd, we'd come in every other day or so, at least twice a week. Um, and it was amazing. It's an amazing library. And hmm. I was so impressed, and I was so impressed by actually the service. It was one of the um, it was one of the only times I can remember being in a library and being asked questions and like people approached me. Really? Uh, so that that really influenced me when I uh, when I got the job. You know, I wanted to reflect that as well. So I, you know, we all kind of go out of our way to be friendly. Like Barb is the kind of the heart and soul of the circulation department. Mm-hmm. She's always talking to people. She's our, our secret weapon there. She's always recommending books. It's, yeah, it's just, it's a great place to be. Huh. Well, speaking of recommending books, uh, Caitlin, what question did you have for uh, Barbara and Dylan? I was just wondering what you guys were reading this week or month. I don't know how quickly you guys go through books. Barb, you have a longer list this week than okay. Yeah, so I just... <laughs> this week. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, I have to do one book a week for the our podcast, but mm-hmm. I just yeah. finished Holly by Stephen King. Oh, okay. my gosh. It's so well done. Um uh, there's some cannibalism, so I had a nice. hard time with that. Are you a big Stephen King fan? I am. Okay. Yes. Um, What's his favorite piece of work uh, that you've done, that you've uh, read? I love the Dark Tower series. Love, love, love yes, it. It's seven do. books. It took him 15 years to write them. I love them so much. So I could read those over and over. 
Interesting. Okay, so I haven't read, uh, I think we've discussed uh, previously on your podcast when we were guests, I, I haven't done a lot of reading, excessive right. reading in my life, nowhere near the three of you. I've read a few books, um, and one of my favorite stories ever was a Stephen King one, The Body, um, his oh, short yeah. story. I mean, it's as a kid, it was something that resonated with me um, as a movie, uh, you know, um, why am I drawing a blank now? Stand by Stand by me. me, yeah. Um, and I just loved that story. I think it was in large part because I was... 12 yeah. right. and literally in the story it they was were. you never have yeah. friends like you did when you were 12 right. you know so right. that but I always loved the, the way it was written and I've always loved Stephen King movies so I'm sure his books are all of his books are great right. yeah. that's one of the few uh, that's one of the few books I've laughed out loud reading really that story particularly I remember that I remember yeah. the scene where they're uh, running away from the guy in the junkyard oh yeah yeah and they're like Chopper sick falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, I, it made me laugh. The language in that in that scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like that. And uh, Henry Huggins made me laugh. Oh yeah. Loud. Uh, anyway, very few times, but that one for sure. Okay. And what yeah. book are you reading right now? What's your? Uh, uh, let's see. At home, I'm reading a uh, a magazine called Back Issue. It's uh, it celebrates um, the uh, uh, it celebrates. Uh, sort of retro comic book stuff like mm -hmm. 70s that's and 80s up your comics. alley that is isn't my alley oh you'd love it yeah it's yeah. fantastic it's a great great magazine I'm reading an issue about Daredevil right now and okay. I'm reading at, at work on my lunch break I read um, and I'm reading a book called Mr. Magic it's fiction um, it's about these um, four uh, friends who were on a childhood like a TV show a kids TV show but it's a mysterious show and nobody seems to remember it there's no there's no record of it there's no videos on YouTube nobody knows what it's about but it's supposedly the longest running kids show of all time hmm. so no is this some weird version of like the Mandela effect yeah yeah exactly okay yeah, yeah. so um, I'm about halfway through so I'm not quite sure what where we're going with it yet but it's really good oh yeah that sounds really cool yeah the Mandela effect is something I just I find fascinating just the more I you know every time I see anything that's a you know, like it says that this did exist, and right, and I right. swear every time I think I get mm -hmm. fooled by it. So. I think about the Berenstein Bears a Berenstein lot. Bears. <laughs> Berenstein Bears, you're mm -hmm. right, but to me it's the Berenstein right. Bears. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic one. Right, and, yeah. and we have so many of those books, and mm -hmm. every time, yeah, every time I look at it, I go, yeah, that's, stain. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is stain. Yeah, it's here in my hand, but didn't call man. it that when I was a kid. It, right, it definitely doesn't feel right to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest Mandela effect the one for me was the um, uh, Sinbad. I I know that Sinbad starred in a movie um, about uh, genie. Yeah, about yeah. the genie. I just I just know it happened, and I I can't find a bit of evidence of it, and it really bothers me. I don't know. Yeah, so that's it's where because I'm of Kazam, isn't it? I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's what keeps popping up. Right, so, right. but it's uh, really bothersome. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that Mandela effect is wild. But Berenstain Bears, that is it's a big yeah. one too. You know, huh. last time we talked, I was reading a Stephen King novel, and yeah. I'm still reading it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which one was it again? Um, the Institute. Okay. So yeah. I I really liked the beginning of it, and now we, we're he switches perspectives mm -hmm. and. The one perspective we've just been in it for a while and just yeah, struggling with it. Trouble getting out of it. Powering through. Yeah. But I like the story, so I need to finish it. Yeah. It's my goal this month. But I had some book club books I had to read, and that threw off my grind a little bit. But sure. Well, I threw another book at you real fast oh, a few weeks ago, and that ruined it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. What was that? 
Yeah. Um, Painting in the Rain, mm-hmm. a true story of trickery oh, yeah. and triumph. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, we had Victoria Ellen on our podcast, and we were talking about her story. But yeah, she's from here, local. Yeah. We have that book. Oh, okay, yeah. excellent. But he got the book on like a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and she was coming in on a Wednesday. So I, I, read, it, so I read it in six hours. Wow. Uh, yeah, to try and like highlight through because Mister, I don't like to read over here. I gave yeah. him the cliff notes and what he needed to go back. To sure. So he gave you the book to read so you could tell him what, what to it was ask. About. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this is what a partnership. Yeah. We yes, have, right? exactly. <laughs> oh, but this. it was such a good book. I don't regret reading it. it was right. Amazing. Yeah. I, I did enjoy yeah. it a lot. But it did throw off I was planning to finish the institute I'll go through books this might be a weird thing because I like to read them in a week if I read them longer than a week there's a high probability that they end up like the institute yeah. on my desk. somewhere I'll right, stare at right. them yeah and I'll go through and I mark them into seven sections and that's how much I need to read for the day to finish it in a week and this wow very logical that's kind of smart yeah yeah but it gives me an end goal methodical yeah so yeah. it also like if I'm feeling tired I can like push through to like get mm-hmm. to where I need to be and they're not all even because I like to finish nice and round on like a new chapter. Yeah. But that, that feel, for me, that would be like a daily reminder of my failure and inadequacy in, <laughs> in completing the reading. I think that <coughs> it helps with that a you little think bit so? because it's like, oh, well, it's just a book. Yeah. Like it'll mm. always be there. So it's like the things you can control and the things you can't. And here's I the guess. thing: if you're not enjoying a book, don't don't. Finish right. There yourself. are so yeah. many. There are thousands. I just had a, a do not finish. I just had one. It's fine. Yeah. Two um behind closed doors. Oh yeah, that's going out to everybody. Very intense. It's something. Okay. So, uh, it's initials. Last name Paris, right? Yeah. B A Paris. Oh, yeah, Paris. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. my friends wanted to read it for a book club and. We just didn't look into it enough, and yeah. all of us were like, "Can we Change not this? Mm-hmm. read this?" Right. It was very heavy material around domestic violence and abuse of people with disabilities. Gotcha. And very yeah, I couldn't do that. It was very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you, if you're interested, we have circulating book club kits. I know we were talking about those last time. Yeah. My friends were like, "That's a thing." And That's I was like, a thing. Because you guys said it's a thing at our library. Yeah. I don't think right. a lot of library. I don't. Not a lot. No. Well, kind of getting into that, because when you guys told me that originally, I came back here and was just raving. I think that's so amazing, because you said that there's, like, recipes and Mm -hmm. all kinds of different things in there, which that's what we do with our book clubs. Right. We we make food from the book, so we read Too Late by Colleen Hoover last month, and lasagna isn't a big deal in the book, but there's a scene that we found really funny where he was like, I hate your lasagna, so we we made lasagna. (laughs) 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 Good lasagna, not lasagna that you hate. So my my friends were super interested in it as well, but at the agency, we were talking about wanting to kind of put together a book club kit around domestic violence. Right. Some information on domestic yeah. violence. We're so interested in that. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking into some possible student like internships. Yeah. And we definitely think that'd be a really good project to not even, so then it wouldn't just be safe on Maine in the library, but also right. students youth led engagement. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. But that's something where we could use your guidance as we move yeah. through that project is what books would you recommend for that? Okay. And, you know, any um, any knowledge that you might have, you know, that might be helpful. I think, I mean, who knows, Painting in the Rain could be in that mm-hmm. um, or, you know, others. So, yeah. Sounds That's good. It's fantastic. We're, we're here for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Well, saying, speaking of that, so um, why don't you talk with our listeners a little bit about some of the services there through the library? Because I, I will tell you, when we were there on the little tour, I, I couldn't believe, like, the, the breadth of... Mm-hmm programming and services that you all offer so yeah yeah, what does the library 11 public library have to offer people we do have a lot and we have a we have a lot 
compared to what we offered 10 years ago. Right. Because um, I've, I've been at the library for a little over 10 years. When I joined, there was one program. Just okay. story time. Story time. Just story time downstairs with little kids. Right. That was the only thing you. That was the only thing we had going on. And so okay. we so had. So before you talk about all the things that expanded into, yeah. what caused the expansion then? Why? Why? 10 new years people, ago, new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just new people, new, new ideas. New people, new ideas, and the director just feeding off of that energy and just okay. saying like, yeah. So she, nothing magical happened. It not was just really a right. mindset about we're going to do yes. differently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it was that uh, that shift. You you sort of hinted about that before. Yeah. <laughs> like like waiting for some people to leave. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say that's what happened at the library, but it was more like waiting for some people to show up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So waiting for people to come and say, hey, let's try this. And our director is so great. She has a policy uh, or more of a motto, dream it, do it. So um, she doesn't like to say no. So if you've got an idea, she would rather say, sure, let's try it. See what happens. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Could and we might be applying later. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's a great our, job. Go to our yeah. new executive director. So I'd like yes. us to. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So what? What's the program? Some of the doing? things that we have available at Thursdays mm -hmm. at four o'clock. Every Thursday at four o'clock, Dylan and I have a chess club. Mm -hmm. That's for kids seventeen and under, and you don't have to know how to play, or you can be a great player. If you're a great player, some of the great players teach somebody that's never played before. That I mean, and so the kids, a lot of the stuff is run by the kids, and then we're just there. Yeah. And um, it's not, there's no like regulation or anything. Nope. You just come in, you sit down, you play chess. Yep. Well, sometimes we have a tournament when the kids want to. So we have these little informal tournaments only when the kids want to. Yeah. I'll, so, yeah, I'll try to throw some interesting things in there. Like um, lately, I've been setting up chess problems at one of the boards. So, like, there's a kid who comes early. Mm -hmm. And so, typically, there's nobody to play yet. So um, he's, he would just be sitting around waiting for someone. So I decided to start setting up these chess problems for him. So he has something to do. Yeah, so he didn't just stare at the board. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that's really fun. He gets to, he's a good player. And he is right about 80% of the time with these okay. solutions. Yeah. And then um, we have a board. Well, you, I was going to say, before you go on, I, I have a question about that. So oh, you okay. both play chess, right? No. Oh, I don't. He does. Do. Okay, so question for you then about chess. Um, I, I'm a fan of the show Shark Tank. Um, and some people, I think it was one of the previous seasons, they came on and they had this chess board that you could play with people electronically from around the world. But it was an actual I love board. This. I love this. Yeah. And while the sharks were really brutal, and I couldn't I, I couldn't yell through my TV loud enough for them to hear me, right. but they were really um, chastising these people saying, we can do this online now. Yeah. What do you say about that? Like, I mean, is online chess anywhere near as good as having the physical board and the physical pieces? It's kind of, I mean, I feel like it's the same argument as uh, like online reading versus a physical book. Yeah, really? I right? Like, or online board gaming versus a physical board game. Like, there's something about being in the same space as a person, there's something about. Um, the smell of the pages in the yeah, new book? Yeah, like physically manipulating the, the pieces or the page or whatever. Anyway, something tactile. Not even getting into the fact, but, and that's a whole rabbit hole of um, what of theory and so forth, but when you're uh, borrowing an electronic, or when you purchase an electronic book, you don't own the book. You own the license, Yeah. which is not the same thing. Right. When you buy a book, it's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. When you buy an electronic book, it's not technically yours. 
Interesting. You're just borrowing the license, and it can be revoked at any time. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah, yeah like I sorry. Said, I don't want to get into that, because that's a big pet peeve of mine. But anyway, um, yeah, chess. Uh, and actually, we've, taught, we've had, heard from people who, like, they're on chess.com every day. And they get so much out of the physical uh, presence because chess.com, your you know your bird's eye view looking down, whereas here at a table you've got more of a um, I don't know what what perspective you'd call that, but it's more like that three um, D. Okay, that's that's actually pretty good. Yeah, three yeah. D, a three dimensional perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you just get that feedback. Yeah. Uh, you, we hear people who are like trash talking each other mm-hmm. like, in fun, right? right? But it's still like you miss that online. Right. You miss that playfulness. You miss that like, I am going to crush you in three moves. Yeah. You, know, you can't do that on chess.com. Um, anyway. So well, yeah, yeah. So that was a tangent. But I just thought you two being working in libraries, there must be something tactile about it. And right. that's kind of what I suspect when I was yeah. watching a show. Opening books, hearing the binding kind of open the yeah, spine. Yeah. And, like there's something to it, the smell of pages. In fact, I even saw um, uh, like an essential oil that is... <laughs> Of book, like oh, new book, book. yeah, old yeah. book and stuff. So, but anyways, well, Barb, about, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Think about your book club idea, right? Like mm-hmm. a book club in in theory could be replicated online, right? Sure could. And everybody reads. You the could book zoom online. in. Yeah. You even like a, a message board, like right. Here are my thoughts. Tap tap tap. Enter. Done. Right. That's supposedly a book club. Yeah. But you don't get that sense of being in the same room with someone. Well, it's just the difference between texting and talking to somebody. Right. Yeah. In a text. Who knows what your intentions yeah. are? Yeah. Right. And face to face. It's about being connected. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, what yeah, I was going to yeah, say, go we have chess club, <laughs> but we have board games that we we um circulate. Ha- circulate. We have board games, so sometimes there's a board game day here and there, mm. but we have lots of board games that are available and I think it's amazing. Dylan started that program and you know some of these board games cost $75. Like do you wow. Yeah, and so this way you can try it. If you love it, then you buy it. If you don't love it, you you know, you come and try another one. And we have people that couldn't afford we have people that come in that can't afford a board game. Right. So we are connecting with them. They might not be readers, but we're connecting with them and they can connect with their whole family when they're sitting around this board. So I'm really proud that we have the board games. We have puzzles. Um, we we uh, started- yeah, the jigsaw puzzle. Jigsaw collection. puzzles. That's yeah. Great. yeah. So we have a puzzle sitting out that people can come in and do, and they do it all the time, which is amazing to yeah. me. But then we can say, yeah, and we have them right down here if you wanna take, take one, one out. Yeah. And um, almost all of them have been donated. People saw that we had puzzles out and they were like, can we bring you our puzzles? And we were like, yeah. yes. Well, I'm, I think I'm going to have a question about every service you talk I about, know, but like, so with it's, puzzles. This is yeah. going to be hard because as we're going through, we have a lot. We yeah, have so right, much. right? So I'm going to try to have, I'm going to try to tame myself, but I get this puzzle question. So with puzzles, I love to do puzzles, right? but it is a, it is a process, a right. long process sometimes. You can have them for one months. year. So is there a place if they come there to set up a puzzle, is there a place they can hold it there while it's in being completed? Uh, we have like a communal puzzle. Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, I'm wondering if you... Uh, can you like, like check I, out the puzzle? Yes, well, you, yeah, can you can check, check them, them out. But if I don't, if I don't want to bring it home, maybe I have cats year. that are going to get into it. But right. can I show up every day and work on my uh, puzzle? Um, Do you have a place, like some sort of boards that they can build it on that no. you can store? Yeah, okay. we don't really have We don't that. have any space okay. to like, store. Yeah, the like our our 
Right. Our, the cleaning. Uh, our cleaning. Our I custodial. Our custodial. Custodial. Yeah. Staff. That was the word I was missing. They'll they'll just put it away, right? Because okay. they're also yeah. very conscientious. Right. So they'll see it out and they'll think, oh, I, they must have. Yeah. But for those people, you have the communal puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Communal puzzle and then. Yeah, you so should have come in. We have this communal puzzle set up that never got finished because it was a really hard one. Okay. It was lenticular. So as you looked at it, the image shifted. Oh, oh it was crazy. Oh, man. I, that, this one vexed me. It was only 500 pieces, right? So you're thinking... Wow, not even that big. Right. Thank you. That sounds large to me. Yes. Right. I well, like oh, it. I have a Ravensburg at <laughs> home that's 25,000-piece yeah. puzzle. Wow. It's just insane. To us puzzlers. Yes. Um... But yeah, that one was a really hard one, and it never got finished. Usually, you I still have it there. We st yeah, yeah. You, you can check oh, it out. I'm gonna have to come check that out. Yeah, come check later. it out. The yeah. communal puzzle gets done pretty often. Actually. Right, and I just change it every Thursday. Yeah. So whether it's been completed or not, every Thursday I put a new one out, so that if you completed one, the next week you'll work on something new. Yes. So I just yeah every week. Okay. Stop in after yeah, absolutely. And then we have like places people can come in and use the internet. Mm -hmm. We have coloring pages and puzzles and stuff that little kids can sit down and do while their parents are on the internet because we've found that parents forget that they have children. <laughs> you know, they're on Facebook and they totally forgot. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and other, like, there are, there have been other things too. Like, right. a parent needs to come in and they've got to fill out their an application or, or yeah. something. And instead of, us being babysitters, which right. we really are not there. To we don't have time. Um, That's not one of the services. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We do not provide babysitting. <clears throat> right. But we've got some little things that can occupy their time. Yeah. Occupy the children's time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, we've got We still have story time. Right. We still have story time. We have that streaming service called Canopy with Canopy. a K. Canopy is a, uh, um, a free, uh, of course, everything's free at the library, uh, movies and TV shows. Um, th with your library card. So you just download the app on your TV or your laptop or your uh, tablet, um, log in with your library card, and free movies. Yeah, see, I don't know I don't know when I saw that. I saw that on a, on a social media app, TikTok, mm -hmm. and I, I had think, I was thinking about you all, and is that something that's accessible to everybody? Because it was right. shocking to me how many movies are available. Yes, you can get, card. and it's if you don't want to come see us, you can get a digital card. Mm -hmm. If some of your listeners can't come see us, get yeah. a digital card, and you can use all our digital items. So you just go to LebanonLibrary.org and get a digital card. And, and we also kind of, we try to include with that because there, a lot of people feel shame that they've maybe burned their account a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. like they were kids, they were not in control of their own lives, they checked right. out a book, and they, they moved, family moved away, they couldn't bring it back, and thus they owe whatever amount from way back then. Right. There's Just some, out of curiosity, what's the biggest library late fee you've ever seen? Uh, $1,500. <clears throat> $1,500? Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Oh. What did they check out? They just still had books, right? Yeah, yeah they had yeah. like tons and yeah. tons of books. That was, one, that was one of the first things so I looked up when I got there. Our fines stop at $5 a book. Mm -hmm. So they had that many books out and never brought them wow. back. Well, I mean, they got charged for the books. After two years, you get charged for the book, and tough love, you have to pay for this book. Yeah. But what, what I want to come say back to is... That. So, like, if there's anybody out there that's feeling like this, like feeling some bit of shame, they owe money, whatever... They can just get that electronic card. Right. 
Um, I mean, we can always work with them with the fees and fines, but they can also just get the electronic card. They can get the best of that world. Yeah. Um, free books, free movies, whatever. Right. They don't have to come see us. Right. And if it's a, use a library. If you were a kid and, and your parents moved you away or whatever, we are going to work with somebody that that happened when they were a kid. Right. We will definitely help them. If you're an adult and you make those mistakes, we're not going to help you. We, <laughs> we, I mean, we're, we're not. You have to, you know, own up and be an adult. Good point. But a yeah. kid, we will. Yeah. If it happened when it was out of your control, we will yeah. help them 100%. Because they, they, I mean, that's yeah. not their decision. Mm-mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I know you have, um, you have a 3D printer. Right. Yes, we have four of them. Four 3D printers. <laughs> so what? How are those utilized by people? Um, they can. Oh man, all kinds of things. Right. And we have a lot of programming based around it, we but do. also, uh, I needed something for a um, baby shower, and I had an idea, and I went and said, "Hey, can we make this?" And we did. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I paid for it, but it, you know, the price is so low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've but, seen. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna do. Just use PLA. I don't remember. PLA is really cheap. I think so. And technically, plant-based, you could eat it if you wanted. If you wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, no, we've seen uh, we've seen practical things. We've seen somebody needed they had an old washer that uh, part fell off, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's so old it's not supported anymore. Yeah. So they just they just engineered it and gave us the measurements, and we printed up a copy for them, mm-hmm. printed up a piece for them. Um, we had one guy, speaking of PLA, one guy had a piece for his old coffee maker. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, and we're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You're <laughs> filtering coffee through this, but yeah, uh, it, it did what it's supposed to do. Yep. Before you guys leave, I'll have to go show you my cow on my desk. Okay. okay. It's yeah. my 3D printed cow. Yay, good job. Our newest machine, by the way, does four colors. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Mine. And don't we have a resin one now? That's... Yeah, we have a resin one. Uh, yeah, we've got Have you seen the resin printers? And I am incredibly jealous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a typical one color. If you want to change a color halfway through the print, you got to right. stop, pause, take it out, put it in. This is uh, Ben Morehouse at the another one who... Who's new. Who's new and just came in and has a bunch of ideas yeah. and uh, the director just said yeah let's let's try it and it's been going great um, just that enthusiasm you know yeah you hire good people and you know you see what happens so you know I used to work in a library too was it as cool as ours um, <laughs> careful what you say <laughs> not as cool in the sense that it was on a college campus right okay lame but it was the um, Miami Miami University's King Library, and okay. I worked in the makerspace. Nice. The makerspace was cool. That's yeah. very cool. So yeah. that was, because I was working there, my dream job when mm-hmm. I was in college was to work at a library. But then I was, like, looking into it, and I was just, like, because I was looking at, like, college library stuff. And there's, like, yeah. master degree level jobs to be, like, yeah. librarians. And I was, yeah. like. So you weren't smart enough to make it in there? I told myself I wasn't. I was, like, I don't <laughs> know about all not. that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, academic <laughs> libraries are a little different. Yeah. You know, they're, they're definitely the things they're looking for. Like, we were talking about how yeah. um, that sort of, uh, that metadata, that sort of, um, the, the, the amount of um, cataloging and so forth, that's all you're doing, right? Because yeah. those university libraries are very, they don't really need that service part. Because yeah. students are, they kind of know what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? 
I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I can see why there was different requirements for yeah. that. But still, one of the best jobs I've ever had. Good. Yeah. That's the, fun. Yeah, we had 3D printers. We had Carvies. Um, they had a laser engraver. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, what you else? Get one of those. The silhouette machines for, like, sticker making. Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah. somebody donated a... <laughs> Yeah. large very large printer to us that would do vinyl mm-hmm. and so we would we were going to be able to do banners for you know, like for you yeah we would yeah. for non for nonprofits we would have been able to do all this stuff <clears throat> so we um my son and somebody that works at the library moved it to the library mm-hmm. and it when we got it it didn't work yeah. oh, so man. it was nice of them to donate but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was a non starter it okay. was like, no, I was so excited about it. I mean, like over the top excited, and then it didn't work. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, you mentioned earlier staff and good staff. Um, last time when you were there uh, for your podcast, you introduced us to a gentleman downstairs, um, and I can't remember. Rob if he was White, please, yes, yes, Rob. Yeah. Um, and what what does he do there? What's some of his stuff? He's a uh, well. He runs the. Um, He's the supervisor of the tech right, center. and he tech runs center. a rocketry club, which is very amazing. So yeah. any kids or adults that are interested in rockets, they go once a month and launch rockets. I mean, that's really in depth. Um, so, and he's so into NASA. Um, He's into yeah. space a lot. Yeah. We're, yeah. When I talked with him just briefly, we talked about the, yeah. the story October Sky and stuff right. like that. So, yeah. yeah. So next year for the um, eclipse, we'll have a huge event at the library. We're trying to get a NASA trailer there, but we haven't had any luck yet. We we did have the NASA trailer there once for three days. What's a NASA trailer? Um, it was. <clears throat> oh, it's like a mobile uh, museum. Yeah, mobile museum from NASA. Oh, oh yeah. It had a moon rock. It had. Um, it had Armstrong's suit. Yep. It, wow. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons they came here is because you know Armstrong was from you know had lived here. Um, mm-hmm. So. And also we asked. Yes, we asked. <laughs> and it was a 50th anniversary of the moon landing. So, yeah, yeah that was so great. That was fun. What year was that? Nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yep. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. And huh. then COVID hit. It was huge, yeah. It was a, it was a big deal. Yeah, yes. I bet. It was, it was, it, the trailer was parked in our parking lot, and it was open from whatever to whatever every day. Uh, we had school groups come through. It was great. It really and was. I don't know how many. I don't know how many. W- we had more than 3,000 people through. Good grief. Yeah. yeah, yeah very good. successful. It was amazing. Wow. So, and, uh, so we're, we're trying to get something like that for the eclipse, so yeah. we'll see. Knock yeah, on wood. Cool. We'll do something amazing. I know that. And when well, is that? Yeah, what's 2024, um, April, or is it May? I don't know. May, I have April, to ask Rob. April huh? or May of 2024? Yeah, yeah I bet Rob knows. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I bet he does. Um, but you mentioned trailer. It reminded me that we also heard in one of our discussions with you, do you have a safety town also? We do. It's yes. amazing. <clears throat> yeah, tell about that. So we have these three mats. They're huge. Um, it's 90 by 90. It's the same material that they use to... Um, to um, put down on the baseball fields when the rain starts. So it's like a nice tarp. tarp. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, heavy. Oh, it's so heavy. But So this was Safety Town. Maybe other older viewers might, uh, listeners, sorry, uh, might remember the police department was in charge of this. Mm-hmm. Safety Town would be a thing they would bring to the schools or whatever. And it was like, here is a miniature town. And you can learn about navigating uh, traffic, you know, obeying traffic laws. You could do like a miniature economic segment about like going from place to place and how dollars stay in this community and so forth. 
but yeah, they were in, they had this program for a while, and uh, it it uh, somehow it got phased out or something. Right. So, yeah. Uh, at one point, it became available, and uh, Rob, who's ex police, as you mentioned, had a kind of an in there, and so the library now has it. So we have the safety town, working traffic lights. Yeah. So cool. Uh, we commissioned all new buildings to be made. So like, there's a there's a big. Uh, I don't know how big are those buildings that we have. We have the Golden Lamb. We have the library. We have City Hall. Where are you hiding these things? Where do you keep them? Oh I mean, my gosh. Your property. I don't <laughs> see any space. The garage. It it all breaks down. Okay. So it's in the garage. Um, it's a. Uh, and the nice thing about ours is that we will use it at other events. It doesn't have to just be. Um, going to the schools so when you right. do your thing yeah. when you do stroll for kindness next year or something like that what we, i was just thinking we, me too i was like that's yeah. yeah yeah let us know wow that's super cool okay so what other programs there do you have any literacy programs for adult adult readers adult um literacy we do uh let's see literacy okay so we do have an interesting program called write club mm-hmm. um first rule of write club is you must write uh, so, so this is a uh, this is a program that um, is encouraging people who want to get their ideas out, out yeah. there, fiction, nonfiction, poetry, whatever. Uh, we meet once a month and we just um, we bring copies of what we're working on. We discuss. We do some mild criticism. Um, yeah, it's just a nice way to uh, again bring that community. Together. And you have a local author that yeah we have a local author who ad- who helps us administer it. Hmm. Sorry, just wow. Yeah. Memory. Well, there's so much you. There's so much, there. but yeah. you can go to our webpage and look mm-hmm. up events. You can sign on for any event from our webpage. Um, and we're always adding new ideas. Sometimes, once in a while, we drop an idea because it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But that's not even very often. No. Yeah, that happens to us. I mean, you know, yeah. you have right. to, you have to. What do they say? You know, kiss a lot of frogs to find Get a prince, prince. Right. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with the they ideas and that. concepts. Right. You have to do and explore a lot of different ideas. I will ask uh, one question though about your programs there, um, just because I think it's fun, and I don't know if Caitlin knows the word because <laughs> I said it recently, and one of my coworkers was like, "What is that?" But do you still have microfiche? We do microfiche. not. Wow. Yeah, that is an old timey thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh? Do you know what micro? You don't know what microfiche is? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. The the museum next door uh, has an entire run of the old newspaper, the Western Star. Okay. They have it all on microfiche, and they have a machine to read it. Microfiche is like basically um, micro photocopies. So like you, so picture a newspaper page, right? But yeah. picture it shrunk down to about that big. Okay, so like in, in <coughs> film, when you have like the negatives and they're teeny tiny. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, and what you do is, Same I mean, concept. I remember going into the library when I was uh, younger and it was these big monitors and, right. you know, they'd put the microfiche in and, and you like move it around and it's and you'd scroll through it and yeah. go really fast and it was just like, it was all blown up really big. It was yeah. super cool. So, so did you do it just because it was fun to f- flip through or were you looking for well, something? Probably a little bit of both. Gotcha. I think it was probably a little, I, So I did actually use it um, at a library in Minnesota about 17 years ago um, because my grandma was um, in the 19... 19- 40s my grandma made these dolls mm-hmm. and she hand sewn them she used like mattress um 
stuffing for the internal parts. She designed them all, everything. It was all a number of different kinds of creatures and, and stuff. And she brought them to the Minnesota State Fair, and she won the blue ribbon for nice. for that. That's cool. For six years through the 1940s. Wow. Um, in a, six years in a row. So I, when my, um, I had a situation in the family where I got all of these, and I have the, not only just a bunch of the dolls, but I have mm-hmm. all of the. The um, I guess I don't even know what they patterns. call it. Patterns. Yes, I have all the patterns. Wow. So I, I reached out to a couple museums. A museum in Minnesota does want to take a couple of them and keep them there. Um, but I wanted to find out, I had to find out if there was any announcements that she was the blue winner. You know, so, right. the Minnesota yeah. State right. Fair is huge. Yeah. So yeah. I did some research in Microfiche, went up there and did some research and found the articles. Nice. So now I have the articles with the dolls nice. and the patterns. So oh, that's some awesome. Value there, so. Yeah. But yeah, I got to use and Microfiche. I wanna, and I want to say also, <clears throat> so kind of related to what I was talking about before, the reason this stuff is important too is that it doesn't, it can't be taken away. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you've taken the photocopy of that newspaper, it can't be changed right it's not just like i have some digital copy that exactly like if you go uh even today if you go on to whatever cincinnatiinquirer.com look at a newspaper story and if you look at that same story tomorrow it can be changed Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. not anything nefarious it's just the nature of the beast it's digital content it can be altered but if you've got that like that image yeah it's there's something there is something about that so also another odd story when my uh when my wife and i were pregnant with our first kid mm-hmm. we they ran an article we got chosen for an article in the uh, paper in salem oregon about new parents you know expecting yeah. parents yeah. um so they wrote an article well i knew that piece of paper is gonna you know fall apart over time and all that stuff so we actually purchased the the plates that they use Whoa, for the whole printing. That's so, so we smart. still have the whole plates for our story. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That's stuff, probably so. beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I mean, the library sounds like such a great place. I did have one question for you regarding books, though, because okay. I think I think it's important considering um, libraries. All the work that we do is built around protective and risk factors um, here at Safe on Main. We try to instill protective factors for kids, connection to caring adults, um, community that cares and, and values youth, um, or have, developing a desire to learn and love learning, or more importantly, I think reading for fun. So when I think about reading for fun, I think about my kids, and I think about the books I liked to read as a kid, or when the books I like to read to my kids, like right. Papa, Please Get Me the Moon, or... Yeah. Um, you know, just any number of kids' stories, the giving tree and stuff. But would you two share, like, a book that in your life that inspired you or something that you learned from books about yourself, about other people, about the world? I've got a great one. Okay, you go first. You go first. You're going first. All right. <laughs> when I was in, uh, let's see, it would have been uh, fourth grade. Fourth grade, uh, I read a book called Bang, Bang, You're Dead. Bang, Bang, You're Dead. Um, and it was... Um, the, who's the who's the woman who wrote Harriet the Spy? Um, oh gosh! Anyway, I can't yeah. blank. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin, do a little research Caitlin there. Will look that up and find yeah. it in point two seconds. Um, whatever her name is. Anyway, she wrote this kind of picture book called Bang Bang You're Dead, and I kind of found it in my school library by accident. But it's all about these kids, who, um, who uh, one group of kids is in this field and they're playing war. And they meet these other this other group of kids who are also playing war, and they're kind of like, oh, we were here first, whatever. So then they start fighting each other, and it turns into kind of this sort of brutal 
black and white with splashes of red. Oh, wow. The red show. There it is. Yeah. Oh, so let me see. Luis Fitzhugh and That's Sandra Scopitone. Yeah, Luis, oh. Luis Fitzhugh. Okay. Um, Interesting. It's brutal. It, like, the, the imagery is, like, for a picture book, it's like, oh, my God. They're, like, the kids are dripping blood oh, from wow. the wounds that they've caused each other. So it's anti-war. Okay. Right, so that that's the end of the story is they find out like, oh, we've been fighting, but we could have been friends the whole time. Interesting. So, so what what did you learn from that then? I mean, just I just that that kind of influenced my uh, my kind of viewpoint on war and fighting and so forth. I'm yeah. a pacifist and I don't like war, and I think that book had a lot to do with it. Interesting. Yeah. That's a cool story though. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think about that all the time. I think about that book. Yeah. It's Interesting. A Anyway, pardon. Well, when I was young and my parents were going through a pretty nasty divorce, my older brothers were in charge when we came home and they were going through their own problems, so they weren't kind. <laughs> they actually, one brother really picked on everybody. He was obnoxious, but I would come home, I'd get under a, a drop leaf table that we had. I made my own little reading nook in there, and I would read books until one of the, uh, an adult came home. Yeah. I stayed out of everybody's way, <laughs> and um, you know, I also visited different lands by reading those books under my table. And mm -hmm. I told everybody, "Stay out of here. This is mine. This is my area." Nice. So I had two younger sisters that you know thought that they could come in there. Nope. <laughs> this is my reading Do nook. A yeah. Two sisters. Uh -uh. Nope. <laughs> Shout-outs huh. are on our podcast. Yeah, right? we do shout-outs on our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So you can do one to us next week if you want. Absolutely. We'll listen. <laughs> huh. Um, well, anyway, yeah, yeah. It was a, for me, it saved my childhood. Just having that space and mm -hmm. just, okay. Yep. Well, that's really cool. I, Caitlin, do you have any books that just I, changed your life a little? I do. A it's a more recent one. So probably... Almost exactly a year ago, I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Nice. And it's a really good book. It's actually kind of what started this, like, getting back into reading for me. Good. Um, being in high school, I was taking a lot of college classes, and then in college, it just killed my love for reading, because I was right. spending so much time doing textbooks and... Right. It was stuff, forced reading. Yeah, That's stuff common. that I didn't yeah. want to read. Yeah. So then as an adult, who, you know, your early 20s, you're kind of lost trying to figure some stuff out and I was just going through some stuff and I remember there's a line in the book and I stopped and it was just like everything made sense oh wow. yeah. wonderful and I was just like I am doing things because I'm scared of like the perception of others which is so weird that that's not what that book is a the book was nothing like my life but just right. the, the idea of her talking about you're scared to do this because of how other people will think yes. of you. And yeah. I was just like, huh. And that it shifted everything. So I started making some really hard changes in my life that are necessary but hard. And yeah. It's That's just, amazing. It's the reason why I'm, I would say I'm even working here now. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it just came out of this one line. Yep. That wasn't even. Spoke to you. It wasn't yeah. even instrumental to the plot. Yeah, I have necessarily. A, I have a picture of it in my phone. So that's like, good. It, it so you can. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Nice. That's fantastic. Interesting. Wow. Very cool. Now cool you story. need a 3D print of it so you can put it on your wall. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Is, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Is there, is there one for you? <clears throat> um, yeah. So mine was a uh, mine was actually something that kind of a, was a catalyst into other things. So um, my mom had a. Uh, 
compilation of poetry that her brother, my uncle Chuck, put together in like high school. Mm -hmm. And so it was this compilation of all these different poems. And that's what caused me to fall in love with poetry. Um, I mean, it was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. And, and it was just, I mean, poems like In Charge of the Light Brigade. And I mean, oh, yeah. just things that were just powerful and oh captain my captain and i mean all these just really cool poems and i think what that was just kind of the catalyst for me um into probably what was the one book that because there was a poem in there from khalil gibran okay. so that prompted me to read the book the prophet from right, khalil right, gibran right. and i remember as a kid that same book that i had as a kid is still sitting in my living room today um it's my favorite book in the world i reference it often i think about i mean every time i think about my children i think about them as arrows that i you know shoot off into the air and where, where they land i know not where you know i mean it's just so i literally think about it as marriage i think about it that i don't own my wife that we're a partnership i think about it with jobs but working hard I and mean, all the different life lessons that Khalil Gibran has. Yeah, so, wow. yeah, that's a book that resonated for me. So, that yeah, a, that was a huge book. Yeah, it was a big yeah, book. Yes, yeah, made a splash for sure. Yeah, that and I, I did always love Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the yeah his work. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this was so great having you two here. It was so great yeah. seeing you again. We're going to definitely put your website, um, phone number, all that stuff in the show notes. Excellent. Um, yeah, is there anything else you can you can think of asking? There's not, but I am looking forward to talking to you guys about forming some more partnerships and what we can work with you guys in the future. Excellent. Yes. I think that we would be, be the best team. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. Excellent. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us.